would you like to win and achieve success at what you do? Welcome to the Winner's Ways podcast, where we create winners every day. And now your host, the author of Winner's Ways book and life coach, Bola Alabi. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Winner's Ways podcast. As you know already, this is where we talk about career, we talk about money, and we give you life motivation to help you excel. And I'm thrilled today to have a special guest with us. We have Corey Arnold with us. Corey went from... Corey went from negative networks, uh, I think about maybe six-digit debt, to a million dollars within 10 years. I want to know how she did it. And I'm sure you guys want to know as well. And that's why I'm thrilled to have Corey with us today. Uh, without keeping you guys waiting any further, I'm going to bring in my guest. Hey, Corey, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, it's good to have you here. So uh, I always want to give my guests the opportunity to tell their story, to introduce themselves to my uh, listeners so they can know you. So can you tell us about you, Corey? Who are you, what you do, and uh, why you are on the show today? Sure. Well, again, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Let's start. Well, let's talk about what I do today. So today I share a lot on Twitter about my money journey. Um, I went from negative net worth, like you said, very, very negative in a lot of debt, not paying attention to my money, um, being a crazy spender to getting really disciplined and really starting to win with money over the last 10 years. And um, so I try to share a lot of my experiences on Twitter, on my blog um, with people just so that they know that there's hope. I was in a hole so big, I had no idea how to get out. And um, that's really what I want to share with people that, you know, it doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made, where you are in your journey, there is always hope you can turn your life around. So that's really my message. Um, I'll give you a quick a quick history of, of my story. So about 10 years ago, I, I had $140,000 in student loan debts. I had $22,000 in credit card debts. And then I had $100,000 and two very uh, sketchy properties. <laughs> uh, so in total, it was about $260,000 worth of debt. Wow. And I was avoiding my debt. I felt ashamed of it. I, I didn't want to deal with it. I just felt like the hole was so big. I really had no way of getting out. And luckily, I, I had two turning points about 10 years ago. So the first one, I was watching um, a TV show, actually. I don't know if your viewers have seen Susie Orman, but she's a yeah. financial expert. She's written a lot mm -hmm. of books. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of hers. So I was watching a special she was doing, and she brought a woman out on stage. And this woman was having the same <laughs> troubles that I was having, you know, overspending. And uh, she brought out a rack of this woman's clothes, and then she brought out a pile of cash. And she asked the woman, would you rather have the clothes or the cash? Mm. And for some reason, I don't know why, it's such an obvious question, but for some reason, this question just hit me. And I realized, you know what? I've been wasting all this cash on you know, clothes and things that just don't yeah. matter really in the long run. Yeah. So that was really the turning point number one. And that motivated me to list all of my debts 
And when I did that, I also calculated how much interest I was paying every year. And mm -hmm. I found out I was paying about $16,000 worth of interest every year. So $16,000 out of my pay, which at the time my take-home pay was around 48,000. So that was a third of my, of my pay, literally just going straight to interest. Um, so this, I mean, this was a huge wake up call. I realized if I didn't do something about this debt, it was just going to eat my income for the rest of my life. So that's when I really got serious. I, I went through a few steps. I don't know if you want me to give you some of those steps now or, um, or you want me no, to- wait, We are going to get to that, but okay. um, I appreciate what you shared with us. Uh, you know, we all have that moment where uh, you call it uh, your turning point where you just find yourself that, can I continue to live this way? And I think you got to that point, uh, maybe based on uh, Susie Oman's show, uh, which by the way, I'm a fan of as well. Uh, so I want to learn uh, from you, you know, after getting to that point where you say yourself that, hey, I need to start making some changes. How did you go about it? What are the steps uh, that you took to help you, you know, go from negative to building wealth? Yeah, great. Great question. So like I said, the first step I really did, I listed my debts, which you you may think that doesn't sound like I'm really doing much, mm -hmm. um, but understanding everything you have and looking at the full balances, the interest rates, how much interest you're paying, that transparency and that clarity is huge. Um, when you are facing a big struggle and you don't know how to go about it and you have no clarity, you can't really move forward. So for me, just writing everything on paper really showed me where I was. And that was kind of my starting point. Uh, so that was number one, write it all down, track it. And then starting from that point, I looked at my interest rates. So I decided that mathematically, it's best to pay the loans with the highest interest rates first. Mm -hmm. So I went after my credit cards and um, I was able to refinance my house at the time. I was living in a fixer upper. So this was not, not a pretty house by any means, but it was enough. And I had enough. Um, I had some equity in it. So I was able to refinance that and take uh, a higher credit card. I think the credit card was at 18%. Uh, refinance that into the house. And I was able to refinance the house for 3%, which I know lately the the rates have gone up a little There's bit, not, but I think you yeah. can still get a pretty good deal, especially compared to your credit card I rates. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and I actually refinanced my car too. I At the time, I actually didn't have a loan on the car, um, but I was able to put another credit card on the car. And most financial experts will tell you not to do this because I took unsecured credit card debt and put it on secured debt, you know, for my car and my house. Um, but at the, at the time I didn't care. I was so focused on getting out of debt and saving that much money that saved me a couple grand every year in interest. So, so it was moves like that. I also, I started tracking my spending. You would not believe how much money we spend and we don't even realize it. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I make a decent income, but mm -hmm. I have nothing to show for it. I've got, you know, a few thousand dollars in retirement. I've got credit card debt. I have a couple hundred dollars in my checking account. And it's so easy to get your paycheck and to just, you know, go live life, um, you know, take a few hundred dollars out of the, the ATM machine or, or whatever it is and not have any idea where that cash went. It's just so easy to let cash flip right through your fingertips. So I started writing down all my expenses, which also helped because again, the more transparency, the more clarity you have, the better decisions you can make going forward. Um, so those two things, even though they sound so small, they were actually giving me more control over my money. So those were two things that I did immediately. 
Okay, so I'm going to repeat what you just said. And I like this. Uh, you listed all your debts. Uh, you started attacking the ones with higher interest rates. Uh, the other thing is that you started tracking all your uh, spending. Uh, I also was in a similar situation as yourself. And I think it was also back like 10 years ago. I found myself in a three-digit debt, I think about $100,000. And uh, for me, I, you know, you spoke about Susie Herman. I went uh, the route of Dave Ramsey. Uh, but one core thing here is that either way works. Uh, with Dave, we have that seven baby steps. Uh, I, I don't know if you know it already. Uh, Dave encouraged people to start with the smallest debt. Uh, I'm an engineer. That logic did not work for me initially because I thought that, hey, let me attack the ones with the higher interest rates, you know, so that I can achieve more savings. That That's the logic. But I followed this plan and that helped me. And I was also able to, you know, start building wealth. So I, I like uh, the father you shared that with us. Let me now ask you, uh, I know once you finish paying off your debt. And I see your website, you clearly listed uh, each age. I think you started at the age of 31 and uh, you had negative uh, network then. And by the time you were 41, you have a million dollars, maybe plus now. Um, what's the role of saving and investing in your journey? Yeah. So. I actually started, I knew that, comp so compounding, it's the eighth wonder of the world. It really is. I, I learned this in my 20s, but I didn't believe it. I saw the math and I just didn't quite believe it until I had these turning points. So when I got serious about my money, when I started this thing 10 years ago, I started contributing 10% immediately to my sure. 401k at my um, company. And the company was generous enough. They, My company gives me a 3% match. I know there's a bunch of companies that probably give more than that, but my advice to anyone is to, you know, at least get that company match. It doesn't matter how much debt you're in, which I know this doesn't quite jive with uh, Dave Ramsey, who I, I'm also a fan of his as well, by the way. Um, but, you know, to really take advantage of that compounding, you have to get the money in there and give it time to grow. Time is the biggest contributor to compounding. So what I did, I started at 10% on year one, and then I just let that, I continued 10%, 10%. I didn't really focus on it. That's another thing I tell my audience, you know, set it up and forget it. Your number one focus really should be getting out of debt, but at the same time, you, you want to take advantage of some of the investing. So I did that. It took me five years to pay off that debt. So that whole time I was contributing 10%. At the same time, I'm also growing in my role at my company. So I'm making a little more money. So that was helpful. And then at the end of five years, after I paid off my debt, I actually increased my contribution to 22%, oh, which wow. sounds really high. And wow. I remember thinking about this back in my 20s thinking, oh my gosh, like 22%, you know, that's, wow, that's, a lot. that's crazy. But So <laughs> I... So today I actually contribute 22% and I've been doing that for, you know, the last six years. Um, so that really helps. And that is, again, it's something I don't touch. I don't really think about it too often. It's going into growth stock mutual funds. Um, and again, I'm limited obviously by the company's uh, variety of index yeah. funds, mutual funds, things like that. Mm -hmm. But I don't touch that money. And that is about 50 to 60% of my wealth today. I you know, I, it's hands-free. I don't spend a lot of time on it. I just put it in there. I do check that those mutual funds every now and then to make sure they're 
um, at least hitting the, you know, the market return. And then in my personal life, I, um, I decided that, you know, I really don't want to work until my mid sixties. So I'm going to open a non-retirement investing account. So we have, um, there's lots of discount brokerages. I use Fidelity, but any of them are good. There's a, you know, TD Ameritrade, Vanguard, any of them. So I'm not, not advertising just for Fidelity, but, um, Fidelity allows me to trade free, freely. I can trade anytime. I can trade as much as I want. It's commission free. And I have researched a bunch. They also offer a bunch of, um, low cost, even free mutual funds out there that are based, some are based on the index, some are based on different um, types of companies. So I do have one that focuses on technology stocks, for example. And I put as much as I can. I actually have an amount that I put in every pay. Um, but again, I've been doing that for the last six years. And I just, I continue to put that in because that's one thing you'll realize when you pay off your debt, you don't have payments. So you know, for a while I was paying a thousand, two thousand dollars off my, on my debt every month. And now I've got one to two, three thousand dollars to put toward a non-retirement fund, which it helps it grow so much when you can do that. And when you're not strapped with your debt, um, it's just crazy how fast your accounts will grow when you can contribute so much. I also um, I keep my expenses low. So during the the whole um, debt free phase of my life, I really brought my expenses down and I've continued to live that way. I do have more expenses than I had um, because I didn't want to completely you know, cut off everything, but I've really maintained a pretty cheap or less expensive lifestyle, um, which allows me to really invest a ton. And um, some people say, I don't want to sacrifice that much. I don't even feel like it's a sacrifice because when you're so focused on your goals, you see the progress and you see the you know, the wins or the victories ahead um, that I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm sacrificing today. Um, so I really heavily invest in the stock market and then also in real estate. I've I flipped uh, four, four or five homes in the last um, six years. Awesome. And it's crazy. <laughs> like this latest market has been crazy. A lot of people have have gained equity and, you know, mm -hmm. have increased their net worth through this latest market. Um, but even prior to this, when the real estate market was, um, you know, growing three to 5% a year, which is, is pretty normal. I think, um, I was able to flip a few houses and gain some extra money that way too. No, that's good. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, uh sacrifice, you mentioned sacrifice. I think this is very important. Um, for a future gain, uh, you may need to sacrifice some uh, some momentary pleasure so that you can get that uh, future gain. One other thing that I want us to talk about here, uh, Corey, it's the messaging. Some people, uh, they have conditioned themselves that, A, they cannot get ahead in life. I want you to uh, share some messages with them uh, in terms of, if you can do it, uh, Corey, they can do it as well. What message do you have for this? Week? Yeah, that's, that is great. And actually that's the foundation of everything I do. That was my problem. I was trapped by my beliefs and it's so easy to trap yourself inside of your beliefs. I did not grow up with money. I grew up, my parents barely made, you know, above the poverty threshold, if they even made it to that far. Um, my entire childhood, it was like that. So I did not grow up with money. I, I had crazy beliefs, you know, um, from my parents, from people around me, you know, you got to go get a job. You got to work 40 years. Um, I thought that, you know, buying things made me happy. I thought 
that um, I thought that people with more money were more important and people with more stuff were cool. You know, there's just so many beliefs that we trap ourselves in. And luckily that was, that was the way I was actually able to get out of this kind of trap I had set for myself. And I feel like anyone who is questioning or doubting themselves, whether they can do this or not, you can do this. You must find your confidence in yourself. Stop stop believing these things. And the and, it, and this is so hard to do. I haven't figured out a way to communicate this um, because the problem is the beliefs are so solidified in our minds that they, to, to people, they are facts, you know? So those things I just mentioned, those are facts to people. They don't think, why would I ever question them? Um, and that's the, that's the problem. And I, I always suffered from the same thing and I didn't even know it. That's part of the issue too. Um, and I'm also very stubborn. So if anyone out there is stubborn, I am with you. It's, it's really hard to change how you see the world, how you see money, um, what your beliefs are. But I, I definitely challenge you to start questioning things in your life. Your current circumstances are not permanent. I grew up in a very small town in a very rural area in Ohio, and I did not grow up with money, um, but I decided, you know, I'm going to take control. I'm going to take responsibility for where I am. And when you start stepping up and owning your own life, that's when things really take off. Oh, so good, uh, Corey. Take control, take responsibility. I like everything that I'm hearing from you. So that's uh, that's very, very good. And, and that's a message that I have for my listeners as well. You can do it. If Corey can do it, you can do it. If Bola can do it, you can do it. Because it's all about the mindset. If we believe in the negative that, A, it's horse versus them or uh, poor people cannot get ahead, I, I think that kind of defeats our, our mentality and it sets us back. So thank you for sharing that. I also know, Corey, that uh, you have your YouTube channel uh, because you are passionate about helping other people on this journey to get from debt to build wealth. Uh, can you share uh, with us what you do on your YouTube channel and how can my audience find you? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I started this YouTube channel about four months ago. I love it. It's a, just another way to communicate to people. Currently, I have the blog where I can write to you, but you know, if you're not a reader, then you've got YouTube, you've got the video ability. Um, I, I share the same messages that I share on Twitter and on the blog. They're the same, but again, I, I want to come across, I want to um, be able to show you my passion, you know, to help and to, to sorry, I want to show you my passion to convey how much that, how much hope you have. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so much that, that can be done when you're, you take ownership and you take control. Um, so that's really the message I try to get out on YouTube. I, I cover a lot of different topics. It's a lot of random topics because I feel like if I gave the same, <laughs> you know, the same video every time people would get bored. So I try to come, come from a different angle each time, but, um, but we try to cover a bunch on that, that channel. So I, I love your Twitter uh, messages, by the way. I know I found you on Twitter. Uh, I've been addicted to it. So I'm going to check out your YouTube channel as well to follow what you do. Uh, finally, I always like to ask people how they define success. Uh, for some, it's all about the number of zeros behind uh, what they have in their bank accounts. So it's only about money. 
But uh, I know success is much more than money. So, uh, Corey, can you tell us what is success? Yeah, that's a great question. So I don't define success by dollar signs or zeros. I define success by how you live this life and how how happy are you? For example, I practice gratitude every day and I try to come up with three to five things I'm thankful for every day. And they aren't big things. I They are the smallest things. It could be something funny my pet did or something I had for dinner. It, it's so small. And it's just, it's being able to not take for granted everything you have in your life. And I think when you are, when you take control of your life and you fulfill certain goals and they don't even have to be huge goals, but certain goals in your life, you can find success everywhere. And success, again, it's, it's just not money. It's, it's life in general. I think like our lives, sometimes we see them in silos where, um, you know, we have our job, our family, our money, our health, whatever. But the thing is, it's, it, they aren't in silos. They're actually, it's, our life is very well-rounded and all those aspects really come together. So when I think about success, I don't just think money. I think health. I think family relationships. Um, goals are in that too. Money is maybe a part of it, but it's definitely not not a big piece of it at all. So it's really just finding your happiness, your contentment on this earth, and um, you know, helping others also brings a huge win win for you mentally. Um, so success is it's really just a big. Uh, one big well-rounded thing for me i completely agree with you there practice gratitude that's something that we all should learn how to do mm -hmm. so as we are rounding up uh cory where can my audience find you yeah so you can definitely find me on twitter at millionaire cory and then my blog is www.willyouberichorpoor.com thanks Okay, so I just finished uh, speaking with a millionaire, Corey. I'm excited. This is awesome, Corey. Thank you very much for your time. And it's a wrap, uh, people. Uh, please connect with Corey. Uh, you can find her on Twitter and you can check out our YouTube uh, page as well. I'm going to leave all the links on the show notes so that uh, many of my audience will follow and connect with you. Thank you for coming on the show today, Corey. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. This episode of Winner's Ways podcast has come to a close. We hope you enjoy and learn something from today's show. We want you to win and excel in all areas of your life. And we regularly explore and share information with our listeners to empower them to win. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast for more tips and strategies to help you find the success that you've always dreamt of. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you more podcast episodes to empower you. We will love to have you again next week. Now, keep winning. Thank <laughs> you.